Monetary incentive is very important, but candidates nowadays, they want a little bit more than that. They want to see future. You know, we're talking about careers, not jobs anymore. You're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show. Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. I'm Aurélien Mottier, and my guest today is Ludy Martin from Cyber Business Resource. How are you today, Ludy? I'm really, really good. Thank you. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Very, very good. So today, Ludy, we wanted to speak about uh, quite an interesting topic because I think it's, it's slightly different from the, the type of resourcing or recruitment conversation that we've got. And that topic is higher character, train skills. And... Before we go into too much details or explain the, the content or the, the purpose of the conversation today, can you please give us a little bit more background as per yourself and cyber business resourcing, please? Yes, of course. So uh, Cyber Business Resource is a sister company of Cyber Business Growth that was created by Jamie Murphy, that I'm sure you know. And I understand you had a podcast as well with him uh, before, which is perfect timing. So Cyber Business Resource is a consulting organization. We deliver industry experience talents. So my background in particular, I come from about seven years experience in talent acquisition functions. Mm -hmm. I have worked for major security vendors and system integrators. And basically, I now combine you know, my own experience and the, the experience of the consultants, part of cyber business resource and cyber business growth to deliver consulting services in the security space. Okay. So in terms of services that we deliver as part of cyber business resource, you know, we're talking about contingency recruitment, retained searches, um, talent acquisition as a service, or pure consulting to help, you know, organizations build talent attraction strategies okay. to help effectively bring the right people on board with the right, you know, cultural fit. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. So I just wanted to dive into the, the topic of the conversation today. We, we know that when it comes to cybersecurity, but also some other domain, and I think it's B2B software sales in general, there, there is a big shortage in terms of skills. And I don't know if it's because there is not enough salespeople or technical people or marketing people, or simply because there is too many technology companies that are coming about. But we often spoke about investing in people who have the right attribute, the right character, rather than people who are already, you know, plug and play. So people who have the experience and, and people who would have the right skill set to get going. Based on your experience, do you believe that it's worth hiring people based on their personality and the way they interact or their character? rather than based on their technical skills and their experience? I would say I would 100% agree that it's worth hiring people based, you know, on their personality, character, mm -hmm. their attributes and their hunger yeah. versus, you know, their skill set. Because I think there's a number of skills that you can learn anyway, mm -hmm. every day. I mean, you know, you and I, we, we learn something new every day, pretty Absolutely. much. Everybody does. However, you know, you don't really learn to be hungry for something, to be driven. So skills, in my view, can always be improved and experience and knowledge, you know, is great. But that appetite to learn and to progress, in my view, is paramount. Sure. So in a lot of instances, and I see every day, you know, in my function, people only hire on experience. So say, for example, if they don't, if a such candidate doesn't have X or Y type of experience, I don't even want to see them. Sure. And you touched on it, you know, there's there's a skill shortage, you know, in the industry, in B2B, you know, software, 
and in security in particular, that's definitely it's my bag. Market, yeah. It's a huge market. There's loads of companies out there and everybody's pretty much fishing in the same pond. And it's the, the pond is not getting bigger. Yeah. Therefore, in my view, hiring solely on experience is a little short-sighted and certainly not scalable. Okay. Looking only at, at a skill set is not going to be enough you know, for a company to meet the, the growth, you know, the, their objectives in, as far as how much they want to grow. Mm-hmm. So the mindset is slowly shifting. You know, we can see, I speak to a lot more managers now that you know, are interested in a little bit more than the cold, hard skills. But not enough in my view. I think there's still progress to be made. But we're in a position where companies don't necessarily have the choice. Yeah, it will have to happen anyway because there is not enough bodies, not enough people skilled. So how do you get those skills up to speed? I guess it would be because the concept of what you're talking about, I completely agree with you. The the way we recruit at Operatics is we can't really recruit based on skills because what we do is really specific. I don't think we see any competitors following the same methodology as ours. So we kind of need to build our people, mold them into our operatics kind of, you know, methodology. So we're very big on hiring the, the kind of mindset, the characters, the type of individual, rather than looking at the CV or looking at their past experience. These are important criteria and sometimes a plus, but we can't just bank on that. However, we sometimes find it difficult to get people up to, up to speed and, and develop their skill set. So do you guys have a process you go through? Do you have a time frame that you can share with us? Or just give us a little bit of information about how you see it happening and, and, and the sort of time frame you would take to get someone up to speed. Okay. Well, I think it's a two-way process. You know, you can, I think it's, you can ascertain someone's appetite and hunger and willing, willingness to join an organization like like yours yeah i think it's also very easy to work out who isn't right absolutely that's probably easier yeah, actually yeah, yeah. than the other way around so you can easily more easily i would say cross off you know people or they, they that's just not going to work out culturally in terms of process you know what as i said you know it's a, it's a two-way street so you know what's in it for them as well as what what's in it for you looking at solely what the candidate is going to bring to your organization is not enough you know you need to demonstrate and be able to articulate okay so if you were to join you know our company this is what it's going to look like you know this is the evidence we've got of coaching people of developing people such hiring manager has hired x many people and now look at where these people are exactly what we do so promote from within growth within the company and be able to demonstrate that and articulate that as Mm -hmm. a message to the candidate because that makes it you know a great value proposition yeah not just well obviously you know the monetary incentive is very important but candidates nowadays they they want a little bit more than that they want to see you know future you know we're talking about careers not jobs anymore and being able to you know to articulate that in that message is this is it sounds like you're doing all you know mm-hmm. all the right things but you can't put a time on it you know it's up to you know what your organization needs to do as well and to achieve you build you know their progression you know towards that to achieve whatever goal you, know, yep. you need to achieve so it's really a talent management process really Correct. it's about understanding it's almost like a reverse process where it's okay i really like that person i think they've got the right mindset they've got the right attitude they would fit very well with the culture but maybe here are the skills that are missing and then you would almost help them to fill the gap on the skill set that's okay. right that makes mm-hmm. sense and and what would you, it's another tricky question, I guess, but one that I find interesting, so how would you, what would be the main characteristic? What do you think are the main, and I don't know if we should call them characteristic, I don't know if we should call them qualities, but what is the most important trait of character that you think we should look at when hiring someone? 
Okay. In my view, beyond, you know, track records, you know, and mm-hmm. evidence of success, because that's kind of, you know, obvious, how they learn and whether they are coachable. Yeah. So coachability is the number one trait. I'm that smiling. We, we, we talk we, about every day. Uh, we, that's the number one. We always say, do they have a sponge or do they have a stone between their hairs? There you go. If they've got a sponge, we can carry on the conversation. If they've got a stone, well, that's going to be difficult because we can't do anything with them. They will know better than you. They will know better than you and they want want to know what you think. Absolutely. So these two traits, you know, that for me, the appetite to learn and how they go about learning and how they go about improving themselves. Can they articulate, you know, what what journey they want to be on, you know, what they want to achieve out of their next move? Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you because it's a very interesting topic. And and we always ask the we, we are being asked the question, sorry, of how do you assess the coachability? So do you have a technique to assess it? I mean, we've got one, so I'll tell you the details of it, but how, how do you go about it for a more senior role? You know, because obviously I'll tell you about the way we go about it. We do a role play. You know, we'll, we'll do, okay, let's, let's put ourselves into a sales situation here. You are trying to get, I don't know, a meeting with me or you're trying to close a deal with me. I am the prospect. There you go. We start. And then after that, we just say, okay, how, how do you think you did? And if they say, well, I think I've done very well. I think I was excellent. Wow. That's not coachable. Yeah. If they say, well, I think I've done well, but at some point I think I may have lost a little bit of your attention and, you know, I'd like to get your feedback because it's very difficult. You put me in the spot, et cetera, et cetera. That's much more coachable. If someone mm-hmm. who is looking for feedback, someone who wants to listen to the feedback that you've got and someone who wants to almost have that, that sort of mirror effect. But how do you go about it when it's a more strategic role when you can't really just pull a role play with someone who's got you know 25 years experience in marketing sales or sales engineering i guess obviously you that example is great in terms of the life example you know you can see straight away whether you know they they'll be right or or not and i think that's that's great for more experienced role obviously you can't do quite exactly the same but it's not through you know a, a few questions that you assess that coachability is throughout a recruitment process so mm-hmm. the more senior the role you'd expect there will be more than one step yeah. so that would be the difference probably with, you know with the, the process you were talking about therefore you can ascertain just how they approach the conversation you know are they asking questions are they interested are they asking for your feedback what do you think you know how do I rank you know in your view in your experience are they interested in knowing you know feedback on their own self absolutely and for me for me, that's a great, that's a great tick in the box. You know, someone that just wants, you know, feedback and that can actually take it. And actually, they're interested in the conversation, they're interested in the position. So, yeah, it makes sense. And also willingness to do something better and to improve, which is, you know, basically, pre- they, they want to learn about how to do it. Therefore, you know, that's a great you know, coach, coachability kind of piece that we can, we can uncover here. But... But yeah, there's no magic recipe, unfortunately. It's kind of a um, question of feeling and asking questions, ascertaining as time goes by and through the process to see well, how much yeah. appetite they've got, how much ready they are, they are to, to receive the feedback. So coming back to my original question, because I, I kind of interrupted you, I got mm-hmm. a bit excited about that answer because it's important to us. But is there any other main qualities or main trait of characters we discuss apart from the coachability that you think are absolutely key and, and things that we should all be looking for in the in the recruitment process well for me that's definitely paramount but also you know consistency and grit so in roles like in sales positions yeah. you know you need to have that resilience yeah and that's a quality that you, you need to have. I think you need to have that, you know, in any role, irrespective Absolutely. of the level or, you know, or the, you know, the function you're in. 
or the level of seniority, demonstrate that consistency and that grit through challenges, you know, what you have done, how did you do it? And you can also gauge on the coachability aspect through those questions too. So, you know, what mistakes, what challenges have they gone, have they come through? What did they do? What did they learn about it? What did that teach them? And how they applied it, you know, in a new scenario today. So yeah, so it's a it's a combination. It's not it's not easy. You I know. know. I think it's it's actually what we find for ourselves. We find it more difficult with people who have limited past experience. You almost need to find that grit or to find that perseverance. Or you know, those people that fall on the floor, stand up, dust their shoulder, and carry on again, and try again, and keep on trying. Sometimes the way we assess it in a very rough way is it's about their personal life you know have they coming from a you know have they had a break in their life have they had something quite tough in their personal life at a young age or recently and and i remember one day interviewing a guy who just crashed his car he came to an interview with seven broken ribs and i found that really good because you know i'm saying well this is the sort of attitude we want 90 percent would have called to cancel mm-hmm. but he just came didn't say anything i said you don't want to miss the interview because i really want a job but i had a car crash and that's probably just that attitude. And, and again, as you said, that great, that perseverance probably gave him the job. And I think it's, it's really important. Mm-hmm. The other thing that is big for us, and, and I'm sure for all your clients, is that cultural fit. You know, we are an organization. We have a DNA. I would not say that our people are clones. You know, we've got lots of different personalities, but we've got that sort of culture. And it's often difficult. We hear from our clients that it's difficult to find people that share the same mindset or the same culture how do you go about first of all defining that and assessing that in the process as well because it's it's it's, it's also very difficult mm-hmm. just through a, a quite yeah yeah absolutely so basically without you know without combined background in cybersecurity and having worked from within you know all of our consultants they they worked in some part of the organization at some point you know within cyber business growth or within cyber business resource mm-hmm. so that already kind of puts us in a prime position to be able to help organizations ascertain that. Yeah. It's difficult to do from the outside when you, you just know a little an idea of the organization itself, but it's really more when you start knowing the, the person that yeah. is actually going to hire those individuals. So for, in, for instance, candidates join an organization based on, you know, the values and the vision, but also whether they see if those values and visions are being translated and lived through by the person who actually hires them. Mm-hmm. So for instance, in my view, it's not a one-way street. You know, you need to think about who is hiring and why. Bit what we touched on earlier, you know, you can have a great candidate that is, you know, super coachable, hungry to learn, have all that grit and all that all those good stuff. But if the hiring manager isn't a great coach, then it's never gonna work out. So when I speak to a hiring manager uh, looking for something or, or other, what I want to ask them is, okay, so what's so great about working for you? Why should people join your team? Absolutely. You as an individual. That's a good break. How have you developed your team members? You know, where are they now? You know, what is your evidence of success? And you'll find that they find it a very difficult conversation to have because no one necessarily asks that question. Yeah. And you can't expect that cultural fit coming just from the candidate and to work it out for themselves. You have to give something and to set the scene. And for me, this is how you can find, you know, the right cultural fit by having conversations both sides and not just, you know, one that way it's down to the candidate. 
And you probably also get the hiring manager or the person who is hiring to actually think a little bit more. Correct. Absolutely. Do you get them to change their mind about what they are looking for when, when you take them through those questions? Because the reason why I'm asking you, we, we often ask the question when we get to a process with, with a new client and we say, okay, well, what's the value of spending one hour with you? Mm-hmm. If someone meet, meet with your sales team, what is the value? And don't tell us that you're going to give them a demo. Don't tell them that. Don't tell us that you would you would tell them more about your solutions, because that's that's the basic. If you have to meet someone, what is the value of spending one hour with you? And they also find it difficult. And in that process of thinking, often they change the way they want to behave, or they would change the way they do their presentation, or they would change the structure of a meeting and say, "Well, actually, maybe we should start with an open conversation." Put, leave the laptop in the bag and it's only when we get to the stage of doing a demo that we take the laptop out and do a demo mm-hmm. rather than just starting and not really interacting and just going through some boring slides or a demo. So do you have the same sort of scenario when when you ask this question and probably question that people are not expecting to get from you mm-hmm. that they change slightly their mind in terms of what they are looking for the type of individual and that help you to open that sort of okay you need to hire the character rather than the skill mm-hmm. set yes yeah, so yeah absolutely and you, you see that the conversation changes the level of the conversation goes you know up a level because when you start talking about a position you know it's basically a shopping list i need this 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 and this okay so now let's take a, a step back and look at who are you you yeah. know who, what's your background? What have you done? You know, what's so great? And then you can leverage that, you know, with the candidate standpoint, uh, you know, where they're coming from. Because again, you know, you, you can't work out the cultural fit with a few questions, unfortunately. You know, it has to be that, you know, m- much more in-depth conversation. Also understanding from the candidate where, you know, who was a great boss to them? Yeah. Who worked out? Who got the best out of them? Yeah, what absolutely. did they do? What did they say? So you were, you know, successful in that position. Or is it just down to you? And then we've got back down on the, the coachability piece. Yeah, exactly. Back or to coachability. It, see? So it's all, it's all interlinked. <laughs> okay. Or was it down to what the hiring manager did and, and made you feel made you do certain things that made you a success? So you'll find it's a very, it's a far more interesting conversation than just, you know, putting down a list of job skills and whatever. Last question that I've got for you is, again, maybe a bit of a tricky one, and uh, I will ask you for an opinion rather than, than, than a fact, but from your perspective, what works the best? Will it be the, the manager that can teach the skills and mentor and really work together with their team, or will it be more like the manager that let the people that they recruited just be, and then maybe a bit, not be distant, but a bit more... They are being recruited. They are probably paid a lot of money, particularly for the higher job and, and the most senior one. So let them be and let them do their stuff. So which one do you see being the most successful? I'm not talking about macro management or, or, or being very, you know, on top of people and too much. I'm talking more about the, the person that wants to spend a lot of time. So in essence, is the manager will say to you to that question, what would they learn from you and say, yeah, I've helped lots of people, etc., etc., and I'm really on top of my team and I will speak to them every day and I will want to know exactly what's happening and I want to be very close to them, more successful at the person is a bit more distant and say, actually, my management style is I let people do, catch up with them once a week, don't want to have too many interactions, don't want to be in their way. I don't think neither is oh, a really? successful approach. Good. So which um, one is the best one then? Well, it's a combination of both. Okay. You know, you can't... It depends who you're hiring. You know, if you're hiring on experience, again, which is, you know, what we covered earlier, then that experience comes at a, at a price tag. Therefore, there's an expectation that the person will be able to go and, and do their own thing. But you really That's need what to... what you would expect at least, yeah. Yeah, you would, you would expect that. But at the same time, you know, is it enough? Is it interesting enough for someone to just, you know 
just go on and do their job? Do they, would they not expect, you know, some interaction, the learning from the manager? So again, you know, it, it depends what, what we want the outcome okay. to be. And the same, you know, the other side, when you're hiring less experienced people, you expect they will need a lot of coaching and development but not to the point where it becomes, you know, suffocating. So I, I see it, depending on what the, the outcome needs to be, obviously you want to be, build successful teams. I think it's a combination of both where you've got, you know, if you're not hiring experienced people, you need to be on top of what's happening, but at the same time, let people let people be Absolutely. and be successful, you know, of their own back. It's kind of that consistent two-way synchronization, mm, I guess, correct. with people. And you, 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 as the hiring manager, you need to adapt almost to the mentality and the requirement and the way of working of the people you recruit. Absolutely. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I've really enjoyed the conversation today and thank you very much for your insight. Now, if people want to get in touch with you, Ludi, what's the best way to get in touch with Ludi Martin? Great. Well, I'd love that. You know, I'd love to hear, you know, from people that listen to uh, this podcast and want to get in touch with a Cyber Business Resource. Uh, the best ways to reach out uh, to me personally on LinkedIn, you know, Ludi Martin, or via email, ludi.martin at mm-hmm. cyberbusinessresource.com, or via website, www.cyberbusinessresource.com. Okay, very, very good. Well, that's great. Thank you very much for your time, Ludi, today. I was really insightful. I really appreciate that you take the time to meet with me and speak with me. And hopefully, we'll have some other topic to discuss together in the near future. Great. Thank, Thank you so you. much for your time. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in-house has existed for many years, companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net. You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.